Hey everybody, welcome back to Conspire a Theory podcast from the Crimson Throne of the Yif King. You're going to have to bear with me now, there's new equipment in Yif Studio One. I got me a spanking new laptop and a spanking new desktop mic stand, and I'm spanking Rob. Hey Rob, welcome back. I, I don't even understand what you just fucking said, but okay, hi, thanks. Thanks for having me. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's been a while since we had you on. I've been doing a lot of uh, paranormal. Yeah. I had like two paranormal shows and then a furry show, and it's been a long time since we've had a Hot Topics with Rob show. If I were a teen in the 70s, I'd be into furries too, but I'd be referring to big bushy cunts. So Yeah, that's a different kind of furry and not too <laughs> uncommon. So we got... A couple of items coming up. A lot has been going on, and there's a lot that we can talk about, and some stuff is just boring shit that no one gives a fuck about. Oh, by the way, you know, ex- explicitive, explicitive tags and all that good stuff. My last three episodes have been so clean and crisp and good and, and decent, and now it's time to get dirty again. And all those new listeners that have been coming in listening on paranormal or furry stuff, you know, uh, please bear that in mind when we continue <laughs> the show. That this is the fun. Let's let loose. Let's let's say the N word unapologetically. Like, Excuse me. Hold on for a second. I was going to save this for later, but I am. I have Nigerian heritage. I have black blood coursing through my veins. So therefore, I can say whatever the fuck I want. So oh, so so it's a hate crime if I call you a nigger. Um. Well, it's a love crime to me, but it's probably a hate crime to someone else. <laughs> yeah. So, so basically, people can be offended for you now. Yeah. I mean, I I should be I should have like ten or twelve uh, leftist uh, supporters, you know, white white supporters who just want to help the the poor Nigerian boy. That's me. And if they call me boy, they're racist, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. So basically, they're going to meet you at the Starbucks, right? <laughs> uh, yes. Yes, they are. And then when I uh, try to use the bathroom, uh, they're going to say, uh, please, sir, here's the key, and we'll give you extra coffee as well for reparations, like that guy, that African, my fellow African-American gentleman who did that as a joke. He's a, you know, like a conservative or a non-leftist, and these, these idiots uh, just go right with it because they're so afraid of being viewed as anything but enlightened and open and everything else. And, so, you know, so basically it, it's dangerous. Being- being woke that's the hot new thing you got to be woke yeah yeah i had a woke. i had a woke moment uh, we're going to get into some news here but i just got to get this off my chest um on telegram you know what telegram is right rob no what's telegram okay for those mostly furries are going to know what this is but telegram is one of those messaging services where you message a bunch of st- it's it's like uh it's like the newest instant messenger, except you can put little stickers on there and a bunch of cute stuff. And the furries have taken it over. They've adopted it and they have so many crude and, and lewd and, you know, basically tons of stickers and stuff. Well, anyway, one of my friends, you know, we were, we were talking, I was in one of the groups and one of my friends posted a, um, a sticker of, of his, his wolf character. And, uh, and I, and I looked at the character. And I said, wait, what, what the fuck? Is this blackface? Because the character is a gray wolf, but he has a very ashen face. And he looks like, uh, have you seen those old Tom and Jerry cartoons where Tom smokes the dynamite and it blows up in his face and his yes. face is black? It looked like that. And I pointed that out and everybody else was like, you know, like, oh, Chris, you're just trying to be a provocative arouser, a troll, uh, this or that, you know, like, they start coming after me because, you know, because I'm pointing out how this person's sticker pack, you know, looks like 
the character looks like the character is is in blackface, and I'm pointing that um, out. And I'm sorry, but but you're can't you use your race card? I mean, you know, wh- I'm just quoting leftists and stuff. They would call you a spick. So c- can't you use your your race card? I mean, you're 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 at least half spick, right? Well, according to leftists. Well, well, I suppose I could, but because the the other person, the other person, as far as I know, is Caucasian, and it's like, and everybody, you know, they're 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 basically they don't see it, even though you know they they he went to the trouble of looking up the a photo of Tom with all ashen face after he just smoked dynamite, and you know I'm like, yeah, it looks exactly like that, and you know they're just they they don't see it, and it's like I for once understand what it's like to be woke. I understand what it's like to be the only person in the room that sees something that is potentially racist and offensive and pointing it out somehow made me the bad guy. And I'm like, oh my God. You're not even woke then. You're they're woke. You're not woke. Are you sure? Well because they scolded you and told you you were bad for making the observation that's being woke. Oh I thought I thought pointing out racism was being woke. Yeah, but you're the racist in this instance. Oh, because they, I because they said so. Because because they see that because I see something as racist as potentially offensive, and because me pointing it out isn't woke, but them condemning me makes them woke. Uh, you know who isn't woke? Everyone listening right now. <laughs> they fallen asleep. Ah. Uh. Anyways, anyways, you, you you try to that just shows that no good deed goes unpunished, you know. Yeah, you know. I try to uh, express what? my tolerance and shit, and I get scolded for it. Yeah, fuck that. Be yourself. That's the thing, and that's a great segue because the, the being yourself and uh, and being woke are on the the other side. It's called being red pilled. It's like Matrix style terminology. A very big event just uh, recently happened that uh, uh, you know. It's, can I can I can I go with this now or? Yeah, or, go ahead, go ahead. I got to go take a piss and and get another beer. Will you be listening while you're while I'm talking or? I'm pretty sure you're just gonna say you know, ah, oh, this person is so great and wonderful. Let me tell you the ways in which they are awesome. No. I'm not, not gonna, I'm, if I miss five minutes of that, I'll live. Well, you're not gonna miss five minutes of that. That's, that, that's not what I was gonna say. Ah. Uh, okay, hang on. Let me get a drink of water and then you, just go ahead and go. I'll, I'll, I'll pick no, up. No, get, get your fucking drink and we'll, and we'll edit this part out. You're the host. Hello? Okay, what did I miss? Are you vaping? I didn't say, I was waiting for you. God you damn it, listen? I told you not to fucking vape. The <laughs> bad dog. Listen, you know what? As a Nigerian American, I don't like your, your tone. You say you're woke, but you should be fucking eating my shit right now, cause I'm Nigerian American. Speaking of shit. Speaking of shitting. So, so I guess we'll, we'll cut that out, we'll, we'll pick up on it. So speaking of woke, being woke or the, you know, the opposite on the, you know, the non-leftist side is being red-pilled or more conservative side. Uh, this, you know, the past, I don't know, couple days or a week now, uh, whatever it is or whatever, you know, uh, Kanye West of all people has jumped on the Trump train and that has driven people, mostly leftists and the Democratic Party fucking insane. 
And, you know, there, there's, you know, double standards. Someone brought up the fact that, you know, cause, cause, uh, leftists were basically, or let me start from the top. He's Kanye, been on the Trump train for a while, hasn't he? No. He met with Trump right after the election, just like Steve Harvey did, just like Al Gore did. Other, you know, Trump was meeting with a lot of different people and Kanye wanted to talk to Trump about helping the black community understandable that's his kind of his thing and i i think he appreciated that trump actually gave him the time of day as opposed to obama who called him a jackass and all this stuff and by the way kanye west has done a whole bunch of jackass worthy things he says retarded shit all the time yeah and but he lets you finish uh yes Uh, excuse me but uh he started talking about freedom of thought and then he praised what really started uh, building the story up was when he praised uh, Candace Owens, who goes by Red Pill Black on YouTube. She has a controversial resume. There are people all around who don't trust her. And now people are who, who aren't as intimately familiar, especially on the right, have been embracing her. They have been they, they're unfamiliar with her, her past and past controversies. Is she a porn star? Her, no, she's a black chick who's well-spoken and pretty, and she she wants... So what's controversial? The controversial part with Candace or with... Uh, yeah, yeah, Candace. Explain to me who Candace is. Okay, she came on the scene. Uh, she was trying to do some sort of program that would out trolls or something, and there's controversy on all sides for that. I don't know the specifics. I've heard things. I wasn't following her stuff too much. And then she, because of this controversy... She became people in Reddit called Red Pill. And that means that she's become a conservative. She's, she's, she's free from the progressive plantation and she's thinking for herself and embracing ideas and, and think, you know, doing for herself. And now she's like the head of communications for, I think, Turning Point USA. Uh, but I, I could be wrong, but I think that's what it is. And Kanye unequivocally, unambiguously voiced support for her in saying, I like how she thinks. Not that I like her policies or I like, you know, I agree with everything politically. And then after the internet lost its shit, the leftists lost their shit, he kept uh, tweeting about thinking for yourself. And then eventually he tweets, he, he talks about uh, how he and Trump are brothers and have dragon energy. And then he's wearing a, a fucking MAGA hat. And now he's releasing songs and all this other stuff. There's so much hypocrisy out there because a few months ago, and this isn't an original thought of, I, it, it, all these different points and showing the hypocrisy were just sprouting up within seconds in real time. And somebody brought up that a few months ago, uh, or for me, weeks or months, Laura Ingram, uh, echoing the title of her book when she told the Dixie Chicks to shut up and play or -hmm. shut up and sing. Yeah. Um, she told LeBron James because he has really stupid, and and not not just the political positions that I disagree with. He's just clearly informed. He's an athlete. You know what? If I stepped onto his court, I couldn't play to his level. And you know he he's a professional on the basketball court, but he's a novice when it comes to political speech. And she told him to shut up and dribble. Now people are telling Kanye shut up and rap or just shut up. People, I I think a lot of the analysis. Especially coming from leftists, you know, because this is a, this is a tremendous blow. He has tons of sway in the black community. Millions of black people are fans of his. He's telling them it's okay to be something else. It's okay to, to, to not have, not toe the black line. And, and what does this, what does this really mean? Why is this important? It's important 
because blacks are ba- basically, especially politically, a monolith. You're talking typical uh, elections, 90 plus percent of blacks vote Democrat. In, in two, in the two, uh, 20, in 2008 and 2012, the Obama elections, blacks came out in record numbers. Oh my God. In that's part a, by race. Is that uh, what we call a black clash? Well, yeah, that, that's, that's funny that, that you bring that up. I remember on the election night when Van Jones was losing his shit on CNN, he was talking about a white lash, you know, that it's racially motivated and racist and stuff and that all these white people voted. Not the, ignoring the fact that, that, that a lot of these, so-called Trump Democrats voted for Obama twice before. Now they were racist because they were voting for Trump and they were voting in high numbers. Whites were. In terms of percentage, I don't, I'm not sure any group votes as much for Democrats. I'm talking like ethnicity, uh, than black people do. So by that standard, you would say that the black, you know, by Van Jones standard, he's saying that black people are racist. I don't think they are, but, uh, or some of them are, but I don't think all of them are merely because, uh, they voted in a block. But this is real crux of what's going on, is that if Democrats lose a certain amount of minorities, because th- those are really the bedrock, they take minorities for granted, and really what have the, that, what has that party done other than run these people into the ground? They had personal choice of taking entitlements and everything else, but, you know, Democrats built a system to reward people and to keep them on welfare and to keep them enslaved, mentally, financially, and otherwise. And Kanye West is saying, think for yourself. And then Chance the Rapper came out and said, you know, blacks don't have to be Democrats. And this is the fucking nightmare for the Democrats. because They will be a regional party without a doubt if they lose a certain percentage of minorities. They don't even need to. I was saying that when this first hit, like 50 percent of minorities and, and they'll never come back. It's even less than that. And. They've taken these people for granted. They've done nothing for them other than keep them down. Uh, Kanye West is is not saying become Republican. What he's saying to black people and all people is think for yourself and make your own decisions. It's it's, it's actually the smartest thing he's ever said. And really, if 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 this is helps mark a cultural shift, he should. This is you know Trump said something about this is a legacy building thing, and it's true. If it, it, of all people, Kanye West gets people. To break the chains of, uh, this mental slavery, mostly pushed by, by leftists. This is a new world. This is a new country. And, um, I, I don't, I think it's dangerous if Republicans are the majority. There needs to be some fucking balance because, you know, the Republicans have, you know, the, the Democrats nipping at their heels right now and they'll, they might at least lose the House. And my, my point is that Republicans are do nothing now with competition. If they had full majorities and no uh, threat of any other national parties, they're probably going to even do less because the Republicans uh, under the last two years with the House, uh, the Senate and the White House have not done as much as they possibly can. And that's because you have mushy leaders like Mitch McConnell, who's beholden to Chinese money. What's, what's his fucking face? The Speaker of the House, uh, Paul Ryan, who is a worthless piece of shit who's never worked a day in the private sector. You know, Republicans love to pay lip service to, you know, Democrats are out of touch. They never had to do payroll. Paul Ryan is a political. Paul Ryan has never been outside of Washington. So good riddance to him. But yeah, th- that's, that's why the, the Kanye thing is so important or potentially important. It, it could be a bust. This thing could blow up next week. 
as of now, encouraging black people in particular to think for themselves, to reject morons like Al Sharpton, who's a racist, a race baiter, a tax abater, and so on and so forth. You know, it, it's the greatest message ever. It, this, this is the sort of thing, if it sticks, this changes the black community. You'll have changes in the, you'll see changes in the black community, significant good changes in the next decade. If, uh, if they, if they go along with this, hmm. because the Democrats have not, Democrats run big cities. They've had up until the nineties, I think they had control of the house for like a million years or something like that. I mean, they, they, there's been a lot of leftist dominance in the culture and in politics. Now, obviously in politics, there have been times when there have been Republican dominance, but certainly no culture, uh, not in the culture. And this, this is the biggest, scariest thing for them. You know, again, if you don't have those black votes to rely on and other minority votes and they take it for granted, you know, they, they, you know, the Democrats don't give a fuck about them other than the votes that, you know, if they, if they thought Mexicans wouldn't vote Democrat, they'd, they'd be building the fucking wall with Trump right this second. It's, it's all a ploy for fucking votes. It's all a ploy. You know, they, they want to be the party for minorities because they don't think they know better. They think they're stupid. They think they're animals and they think they can just depend on their votes. So it, you know, right now, Bravo Kanye. And I hope he continues to push out those messages and to fucking keep it up because it's, it's an amazing thing. It's an amazing fucking development. Hmm. Chris, <laughs> I'm, I'm still here. I'm still, I'm, I'm woke. Trust me. I'm woke. I did not fall asleep or nor did I get up to go take a shit. Oh, good. What, what do you think of the whole Kanye thing? Mm, well, yeah, like you said, he said dumb shit before, but as far as the, you know, being on the Trump train, he's, you know, he's been pretty consistent with that. As, as far as him sticking with it, I really don't see him like, oh, uh, this is just a fad or some shit. I really don't see him doing that. Okay. Well, I, I hope you're right. But I, I, I don't, I, I don't know that I, I agree with your analysis that he's been on the Trump train for so long. Like, I mean, that he, ex he, he took pictures or selfies in 2016 with his wife and you know Hillary Clinton she was worked as a fundraiser for Clinton and I think he might have as well well i remember um, a time when he was at one of his concerts and he you know said something about you know hey give trump a chance and people were throwing oh, yeah. hands at him so since then he's been when trump won it's a slow build yeah, it's, it's been it's a, a slow burn. it's a slow build but he's been in the neighborhood is what i'm saying he's been circling the bowl like your your shits and yeah. now he's in but yeah, no, he has explicitly endorsed Trump in the last uh, couple of days. People are calling him mentally ill, a traitor, all this other stuff. Instead of saying, in terms of what I'm reading it as, and I understand the Democrats and the DNC are in fucking holy shit mode, but I, I think it's an incredible message. It's, you know, it, it, it because it's coming from him. It's coming from, you know, his former political affiliations and, you know, the, the, from the culture that he's from and everything else. And uh, that should be the message for everyone. That should be the message for the morons who vote for the D or the R under your name, reflexively, whatever the case may be. Think for your fucking self. And uh, not enough people do it. But, you know, again, this gives Republicans some, some more minority vote. And it's really a troubling thing for uh, Democrats. And I, I don't particularly like Republicans, but the Republicans aren't lobbying to continue to have our borders open or to get, you know, million or thousands and thousands of fucking unvetted Syrian refugees to come here. 
the the demographic changes in this country, which have happened under the watch of Republican and Democrat presidents, uh, needs to stop. And at least right now, the Republican Party understands that. But they're not much better, effectively the same. They're all from the fucking political class. So kudos to Kanye. Maybe that's his next, next album title. <laughs> yeah. A lot of people that I know, uh, small business owners and stuff, you know, they, they love Trump. And, you know, because they they have more at stake than just carbon credits and social justice point. They have like actual real world business stakes in it as far as, you know, when it comes to small and independent business, you know, they, you know, they have to pay taxes and all this shit is riding on them as well. And these people are saying, I'm behind Trump and I support what he does. You know, I think that really says something because they're kind of... Because they have more to lose than the average person. Speaking of the demographics you're talking about, I heard a statistic that in 2016, black men who made over $100,000 a year voted for Trump 15% uh, out of that group, which, again, doesn't sound super high. But considering, again, you're usually 90% plus blacks voting Democratic for any Republican or anyone to, to break free of the that 10% is pretty impressive and, and hopefully it, it continues to be a trend uh, because the democratic party as of now is in fucking shambles. It, it wasn't the democratic party of today isn't the, the party that, you know, I had uh, certain views in common with they, they are just a fucking cesspool. And again, I don't like the Republicans, but they're not, they're not pushing illegal aliens into the country. Yeah, they're, they're, they're not, not pushing pop take, policies that yeah, will kill they're you. They're not trying to take stuff away, you know? So, uh, well, 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 wait a second. I, I didn't quite hear that. Not trying to take stuff away. Yeah, they're not trying to take stuff away, like, like, like the gun rights or the freedom of speech or, you know, shit like that. Yeah. And if we get to it, you'll, you'll see how important freedom of speech is in, in another topic. Yeah. But, we uh, got that further on down the road, but to get there, I have to go through this hallway and in the hallway, you know, there's, you know, there's, there's one bathroom on, the base on the first floor and it has one stall in it and whenever i walk up there and i'll and i'll see like a, a really fat person walking in and i really and gotta take a shit realize it's a mirror <laughs> <laughs> not all the time but <laughs> when like a, a really really fat person comes in and we got a few of, of really really fat people and they're walking into that bathroom it's a, a, a chill a chill goes down my spine and into my ass because I'm like, oh my God, they're going to go into the stall. Because whenever a, a fat person goes into the restroom, you know, they don't go in just to take a piss. No, they're, they're, they're taking a crap. And that means I have to go then upstairs to the other restroom, which is, you know, it's a bit of a chore, but it's like, I got to take a shit now. So I feel that tinge of fear whenever I see them did, go in there. Did the water in the, the toilet bowls ripple like the T-Rex in Jurassic Park? <laughs> <laughs> uh yes good good so so anyway I, that that's just i i didn't get to say that during our mubba chubba episode which you know by far is one of our most highest performing episodes is when we talk about you know obesity and, and fat stuff and that that's something i didn't get that's a quip i did not get to put in is how i get the chill whenever i see a fat person going in because i've been i've been I've been kind of laxing a little bit because before I used to be able to go into the to the treadmill at the gym at my apartment complex or whenever the hell I wanted to. And now they're like locking the door at 10 
And it's like, ah, damn it. So when I get up and I want to go, you know, run for for a little bit for like uh, at two or three in the morning, you know, it's like I can't. So, well, first world Texas problems. I know, right? First world problems. And it yeah. seems like that that seems to be the thing is. If it, I'm sorry, you know, before you go on with first world problems, if it's any consolation with the the fat people who are shitting, there's probably a lot of blood mixed in with their shit too. So it's just fucking the nine. They they treat their their bodies are quivering. They're they're ready to collapse like the fucking towers in nine eleven. Yeah. Well, uh, well they, some they, of them have the, some of them have you know the the condition the their their ovaries are fibrosis or whatever that that ovary syndrome that we were talking about and some have a poor you know a uh, thyroid condition and yeah i, I have sympathy yeah i i have sympathy but i still really got to take a fucking shit you know you've been doing it for however long we've been recording now <laughs> <laughs> uh speaking of shit let's go ahead and flush ourselves to england jolly old england and there's like a little shit redcoats. So tell me about, I heard about this case where this, uh, where people were fighting over a potato named, uh, Ralphie Evans. No, Alfie Evans. Alfie, like the, the fucking alien. Alf. That's what I said. I said Alfie. I thought you said Ralphie Evans. No, I said Alfie Evans. Okay. Well, it doesn't matter now because, you know, he's kind of. He, he's, he's not going to contact us to, uh, correct the record. No, to... but, but his, but his father might sue us, so. Well, tough rocks. Come, come to America and sue us. <laughs> uh, do you want me to go over the, the little Alfie Evans situation? Yeah, cause I only looked at the highlights and you and me, we're, we're gonna probably butt heads on this, so go ahead and have your say and then I'll come in and knock you down. Okay. So, Alfie Evans, spoiler alert, uh, he's dead now. Uh, he, he died over the weekend. He was a little old British boy. He was suffering from like an undiagnosed brain condition. And I, I believe England has socialized healthcare. So they will, after World War II, you know, folks in Britain kind of wanted the, the government to take care of them. And so that's led us to what they have today. And that is showing the, the, problems with Obamacare or the potential pitfalls that could run in to, with Obamacare here when you give the government control uh, over your life and your over your health decisions. Now, we were just talking about fat people in Britain. I don't know if this went through or they were just talking about it, but they wanted to reserve or, or they wanted to restrict health care or certain procedures from people suffering from lifestyle-related uh, issues, people who are smokers, people who are overweight. They wanted them to, you know, lose a certain amount of weight before they could be, uh, looked at, things so like that. What, so did Alfie, like, did Alfie choose to be a retard or what? Alfie had an undiagnosed brain condition. Uh, he was on life support and the British government or this hospital, they said that, uh, it would be most humane to take him off life support. They, their assumption was he would die pretty soon afterwards. And the parents wanted to try other things. Italy got involved and the Vatican got involved and they gave uh, Alfie Evans citizenship. Uh, they had a helicopter, like a, like, a, like a medical helicopter waiting right next to the hospital, uh, waiting to take this boy to Italy to see if they could help him. Um, my feeling is that he was a goner anyway. It should be your choice if you want to, especially if it's your dime or someone's willing to donate the money or the time or the services. 
it should be your choice what you do with your kid in that respect. That wasn't child abuse. That wasn't anything egregious from my perspective. Oh, by the way, they, they took him off life support. They wouldn't let the family see him, at least initially. And uh, he didn't die. So it took days for him to die. And they were like feeding him just water or something like that. And then the, the hospital was saying things like, you know, you, you're going to have to change your attitude if you want to have your kid back and shit like that. Oh, and that's, that's, it, that's not proper. The the local police were threatening people online saying we're, we're monitoring social media with the Alfie Evans situation. If you say things we don't like, you might get prosecuted. Um, hmm. And this is on the heels of a guy who gave the middle finger to a speed camera, uh, you know, gave him a ticket for like running a red light or something. And he's doing six months in jail, not because of the speeding, but because he flipped the bird. Uh, th- this is what's happening in Britain. And it's fucking scary and disgusting. And it's why leftists will have to kill me before <laughs> they fuck with the, the First Amendment. I will die fighting for the First Amendment because that is what that is the, our differentiating factor. One of them. Yeah. One you you and your ones. pug. What's that? You and your pug. Yes. Well, I have a pit bull, but that's kind of dangerous. Okay, then, then you and your pit bull. All right. But it's, but it's fucking, that is the difference. That is what separates us from every other country that we have speed, freedom of speech and freedom of expression. And this is why when you have these dumb SJW leftist morons saying, you need to limit the, the First Amendment. No. We need to, I've never seen a group of people who want to take away rights. Like, a, they, you know, like the Second Amendment has been a right or an amendment they wanted to, a right they wanted to take away recently. And all the while, since we're still in England, you know, in England, you can't own a gun. But now in because of the influx of Muslims, acid attacks and stabbings and, and shit like that have gone up. Um, it's gone up so bad that the ineffective piece of shit traitor, uh, Sadiq Khan, who's a Muslim himself, who just wants to destroy London. He's he's looking to control knives. He actually is calling for knife control now. Yeah, hang on. Can we, before we get into that, can we round it back up to Alfie again? I'm, I'm, I'm getting you, to you, it. You were getting off topic. You getting no, off I wasn't. Topic. I, talking I was, about, was, talking about the boy. No, no, no. I, I, I was getting around to it. No, you, you were, you were lecturing. You were no, monologuing. Trying, that's why the Alfie Evans uh, issue, and this happened with other babies as well. That, that's why it should be a wake up call to all Americans. We do not want to be like Europe. We do not want to be England. You know, when, when you have politicians comparing us to them and saying how great they are. First of all, they, they have different ge- or we have different geographic challenges. We're a big country. We have a, a very diverse population and we have a, a whole bunch of people. I think we're third or fourth when it comes to, you know, in terms of population. China and, and India are one and two and they represent 36 or 37% of the world's population. So, uh, anyway, we do not, we can do our own thing and we do not need their bad ideas. We have enough bad ideas here, but it's despicable. And while on one hand, I, personally believe in quality of life. I wouldn't want to live on a ventilator my entire fucking life. At the same time, the government should never be making your fucking decisions for you. And that's, this is, this is another example of that. And that's, that's why I take offense to it because, uh, they were really showing the British government who was in charge. Any freedom there is a complete illusion. And you could say that about America too, but at least it's, it can be more difficult to take away rights than it is in, in Britain. They don't even give a fuck. They don't. They don't fuck around. There's no pretense. They just do whatever they want. Yeah. R.I.P. Alfie. Yeah. With with the Alfie thing, I kind of felt like you know he, yeah, he was just a potato. He there there was no hope. And but 
I do kind of agree with you that it wasn't the government's or the hospital's say to whether or not the kid dies or not. Guy said with Terry Schiavo, the family, they just want to keep her alive just to hang on to this hope, even though she's a brain dead potato. And like with them, their kid's a brain dead potato. And, or, well, he's dead, dead now. He's a dead potato now. But it's that whole, you know, they just want to cling on to this life to, to this hope that he's alive or some shit. And they're just throwing their money down a well, but that's their money to do that. If they want to do that, then they can go ahead and do that. Well, in this instance, it wouldn't have been their money. It was the mercy of uh, Italy and the Vatican. Uh, and, and it's and it's ironic, too, that uh, the Alvy Evans story was running at the same time as the new royal. Princess Diana's son had another child, and they said nothing about this. They said fucking nothing. They stayed silent. Those, those fucking tourist attractions are useless. And uh, I'm, I'm sick of the fucking coverage mm-hmm. of all of them. The royals are worthless. They want a fucking sperm lottery. Uh, they, they, they don't have any real power in the UK anymore. And they're, they're there for tourist attractions. I've, I've been to fucking Buckingham Palace. I've been to some of the stuff. It's neat. But if, you know, if, if I had, if I could choose getting rid of Buckingham Palace along with the royals, I absolutely would. Uh, what is they're, they're, what is the who who are the people that had the kid? It was uh, Prince William and yeah. and his cunt. <laughs> okay, so so William, you know, I look at William and Henry, and I'm thinking those guys do not have the same father. Oh, Harry, Harry, Harry Snow, I call him. Harry, Harry, and William they they do not have the same father. I Absolutely mean, don't. <laughs> he she was Princess Diana around the same time around uh, the the time uh, Harry was conceived was cheating on Prince Charles with a redhead, redhead guy. And if you look at him, he's fucking dead ringer for, for Harry. It's obvious. And now he's getting married too to some black chick, which I'm sure, you know, the, the Royals are happy about. I know there was a story recently that one of his relatives had two black sheep named Venus and Serena. <laughs> and, uh, so they either have, they either hate blacks or have a sense of humor or a little bit of both. Um, I, I think it's, I think it's a little bit of both, but, um, you know, yeah, no. Harry is is absolutely not a royal. He's a, he's as much a royal as you or I. Hmm. And, uh, well, I guess yeah. there's hope for some of us out there. <laughs> yeah, but, so, but you know, I mean, as far as that whole you know Alfie thing, yeah, it's the yeah that kind of sucks though. But that shows the whole government overstepping its bounds. But that's just the world that they live in, and people want that here. And it's just, and I'm like, no. No, thank you. They should have buried that potato. But remember when, uh, when my mother, in in her final two months, this this chilled the fuck out of me. This sent shivers down my spine, and it was just so creepy. But on every single door was nailed a "Do Not Rescue" order that was signed by my my mother's doctor and my mother. Do, do not she, rescue or do not resuscitate. Yeah, do not rescue. That it, it means the same thing. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. And and in the and she signed it, and and she and my dad have they have living wills, so they don't want to be potatoes either. And it's just you think about that kind of stuff when when you're old, but when it happens to a kid, it's like for some people it changes their perspective entirely. And I can kind of get it, but at the same time, you know, like is that really a quality of life? Oh, that, that, but those, that's a different issue. 
Yeah. I, I, I'm totally with you in terms of quality of life standards. And in America, we are substandard when it comes to that. Uh, I remember my uncle, two or three months before he died, they, the doctor suggested triple bypass surgery so he could spend his remaining days at home. I think he spent one day at home after that and died. But you know what? The, that unnecessary surgery got, uh, got the, the doctor perfor- who performed it at a nice fucking payday. So yeah, it's, that's another thing that I hate is, is when the, the, the medical teams, the hospitals keep these potatoes, you know, uh, running and you know, they're making money. They're banking off of this stuff. Of course, that, that's the whole thing. And that's why we have quality of life issues here. But Alfie Evans thing is a totally different issue. Yeah. And it's about the choice. It's about government. It's about, do you want to make choices about your health care and your, for your family? Or do you want the government to do it? If you're a Bernie Sanders fan, you're saying, this is what I want. If my child is sick, I want Bernie Sanders deciding whether my child should live or die. For me, I would prefer to pay in and make my own decisions. I'm sure these parents, and I'm sure a lot of people, if they sat down and thought of it, they'd probably feel the same way. Yeah. So that that's the biggest issue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, and we'll leave that there, and we'll have the pug give Alfie a Nazi salute. Sick her! Well, that's another thing, again. You know, when you, were you talking about taking away the First Amendment? Count Dankula, should we, do you think you're, there's awareness or should we tell the viewers what happened? Well, yeah, with, uh, with Count Dankula, he's the guy that had the Nazi pug. I need to, let's, let's bring the listeners back up to give them a it refresher. Was a, basically, he was fucking with his girlfriend. Mm-hmm. And when he said something, he trained the dog to say something like, burn the Jews or something like that. The, the dog would raise one of its paws. <laughs> and he thought that was funny. Now you can say, well, that's, you know, that's mean, that's terrible, you're talking tragedy, but, you know, a lot of jokes, a lot of funny jokes are fucking, there's, there's a, a you know, that usually good jokes come at someone else's expense. This got to a point where he was, uh, was he arrested? I know he was definitely, definitely went on trial. Yeah, he, I, I think he was arrested. I think, uh, the video on YouTube, it was pretty elaborate, you know, like he would say to the pug, he would say Jews, and the pug would growl, and then he would say, gas the Jews, and the pug would get happy, and then he would say to the, the pug, you know, hell Hitler, and the pug would raise its paw. And it was cute, and it was funny. But at a, at a, the way I saw it is, it, you know, we're basically, we're laughing at racism, but everyone else is interpreting it as, oh my God, this is promoting racism. Now, I don't know anybody who's going to watch the little pug do the thing and said, oh my God, I gotta go kill gay people now. Because the yep. pug told me to, or some shit like that. I, I love Jews until the pug told me. To. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I wasn't gonna rape that girl until the pug said it was okay. Yeah, and and they basically he was facing jail time. Yeah, for this well, and had to yeah, pay a I, fine. Now he's raising. Uh, he's currently raising money through GoFundMe for an appeal. Raised it, and he's raised the money and then some. What happened a little bit, and this is, you know, in con- this doesn't have anything to do with him, but it was a funny thing that I saw on Twitter. A more established broadcast comedian, uh, Grand Lineham, he said that he made a statement that, you know, this is hate speech disguised as a joke. And then someone looked through his archive of his stuff and pulled up footage of him, not really, not training pugs, but doing the same thing, making fun of, of Nazis and by dressing up as Nazis. And and they put on the little tagline, well, it's okay if I do it type of thing and showing his hypocrisy. And of course. That, that was just a load of crap on, on his part. And yeah, but, but he's like Sarah Silverman who, 
you know, she said something about Chinese, like chinks or something. She dressed up as Hitler. And from the, the my, I don't know about this comedian or what, what his political affiliation is, but judging from his nonsense, he's a leftist. You know, Sarah Silverman basically, you know, in her mind, she could say and do what, what could be described as horrible things or as outrageous or hateful things in certain groups. But from her perspective, she's doing it to prove a point. She knows that she's doing it responsibly, so it's okay. But no one else can do it because they, they're not, you know, they're not as responsible as Sarah Silverman. Yeah, they're not as woke. Uh, or, or as woke. The, the problem, another thing though, it's scary when, when you're accused of hate speech in UK or, or most other countries, there is a legal standard some, somehow for, for hate speech. In America, there's nothing. There's no such thing as hate speech. Hate speech is bullshit. It's, it's garbage. You know, it's, it, it doesn't exist. Um, it's meant, hate speech is, is another label for speech that you don't like. It's sort of like, it's a conversation ender, sort of like white privilege. It's, it's something that's, that's, that's made up, a concept that's made up to shame people, to keep people in line and not to have conversations, but to end them by saying, I know what's right. I know what's best. This is bad and you need to change or you're a bigot or you're a bigot anyway. Yeah. So what happens to the world when a person laughs at a racist joke? Does, does racism die a little bit? Like, cause then we don't see racism as, as what's a racist joke. Mm. Well, I would say like, it would... <sighs> Jesus Christ, you're fucking vaping again. Yeah. God. But what is a ra- what what is a racist joke? Now I I know racial jokes. I think racial jokes are funny. But but yeah, if but, a well, joke what happens is, to the world in the long run when people laugh at them? I mean, uh, no, what... I, I'm just saying that the, the, just the problem with with calling them racist jokes because they're not racist. They're meant, they're 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 jokes. Jokes are designed to make you laugh. Yeah. They can deal with horrible subject matter, but they're not racist. They're racial and they, they're, they can be really unflattering and super fucking funny. You know, it's, it's just hilarious because people will label jokes they don't like or jokes that, that involve race at all as everything is fucking racist, but go on. I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah. I take it. And, and the thing is, is that, I mean, cause Eddie Murphy gets up, he tells a bunch of, uh, black people jokes and everybody laughs and, and I, I kind of feel like, then it gives real, a tranny a ride to 5 a.m. Yeah, real racism, I kind of feel, dies a little bit, you know. And I think that, you know, we kind of, we need that humor. We need that that dirty humor. It's not for everybody, and I'm not forcing it on anyone. But we kind of need that because it makes us all tolerant of each other because then we we start to see that, you know, hey, everybody everybody's fucked up, not just me or this person or this group or whatever. It's like, I mean, yeah, I kind of feel like, you know, there there might be, be more black people jokes, racial jokes than white people jokes, unless you listen to Jeff Foxworthy and you count that stuff, you know, but I mean, he pretty much just takes the same thing, the same concept and just twists it around. And he takes basically, he's poking fun at his, his own culture, you know, and Richard Pryor and Eddie Murphy and, and Chris Rock, they're all doing the same thing he's doing. They're taking their own culture and turning it. <laughs> Sorry, my dog. Chess, <laughs> what are you doing? Uh, did I did I say Jews and then he decided yeah. to? My dog Hitler. yells. Get over here. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I was trying to move him because he's snoring and he's going. He's trying to put his fucking paw on the microphone. Stop. Stop. <laughs> I, I have a I have a non racist pit bull. 
So, sit down. Sit down, you pussy. Look, and everyone here is fucking yell, you little pussy boy. All right, go on. Yeah, yeah. But, but still, it's that whole thing about the, the <laughs> laughing... On, laughing brings us together you know type of thing and that sounds mushy and and dumb but it's kind of true it's totally true that laughing brings us together and we got to understand that these you know racial jokes and stuff they're just jokes the the problem with all the shit though it's not about the jokes it's about it's it's about the, the the source of the joke now someone wouldn't have a problem with me telling you know a black joke because i'm nigerian but you know if you had someone who was white say it then that's why it's bad but the sentiment and everything else that's the only difference is if you tell a a black joke and you're white you're racist you tell the same joke and you're black then it's nothing yeah and that's the problem yeah that's Uh, that's bullcrap of course it is and, and and it works both ways too. Yeah, everybody, absolutely. you know, they 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 feel as though they have you know a certain intellectual right to say certain things because they're X or Y or Z. But really, it just like going back to Kanye, we should be saying things. We should be all all be honest. We should all be, you know, having our own thoughts and everything else, and making our own, you know, our 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 own uh, conclusions. And when it comes to all this racist stuff, it, it's certainly. There's certainly double double standards and everything else, so it's it's uh, themes that you've heard us talk about before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I guess we'll just leave that there. So count D- Dankula. I hope you win, and and really, you know, just move out of UK. Like Count Dankula is someone that I that we should be bringing over here. Maybe not, but <laughs> I'd, I'd rather have him than a filthy, dirty Nigerian yeah. shithole Niger Niger. Whatever. I don't think he's gonna rape anybody. Yeah, bring him over here. Let him do comedy. Yeah. Let's see what else is on the list. So let's go ahead and talk about Allison Mack and Nexium. <laughs> um, okay, go ahead. So Allison Mack was uh, arrested, and she got like 15 years for uh, setting up this basically this Ponzi scheme cult thing called Nexium. Uh, she didn't start it, but it's one of those things where it's like, it's sort of like a, I guess, B-list celebrities and stuff try to, you know, wrangle each other into, uh, bizarre cults and stuff. And it's, so it's like, 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 it's like a cheap version of Scientology. Yeah, kind of like that. It's, it's like a thing where they just, and they all do it under the guise of feminism. And that's what I found most hilarious about this was that this was all done because under the guise of feminism and empowering women. Yeah, that that whole empowering women and getting the fuck and everything else, that's really ruined them. And, and nothing empowers women more than selling them into slavery so that they can have sex with this flaky-looking douchebag named uh, Keith Rainier. And it's just, ugh. You know, and it's... These are people that are basically, they're, they're chasing fame. They're, they're trying to keep themselves relevant because let's face it, Hollywood is just a big old, look at me. I care the most right now. And that almost sounds like a, I'm sorry, good. And that's pretty much what this cult was preying upon was that the whole, you know, Hey, you can do so much good by the power of feminism, you know, rah, rah, rah. Oh, by the way, you got to go and have sex with this guy. And it got to the point that they were, uh, she was branding like this douchebag's initials into women and shit. And there's nothing more empowering for a woman than to have some guy's initials branded into her. 
I heard that, uh, in the cult, they'd make fun of the leader's cock. Uh, so when they summoned, uh, when, when one of them would have to fuck him, they say, Oh boy, we're going to go to Smallville again. See the small cock. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, Allison, My, you're such a, you're such a kidder. I thought she was just arrested. She's been sentenced to 15 years. Yeah. I believe it was sent, or they're in the sentencing's phase now and she could face 15 years. Oh, um, could face 15 years. Yeah. That, that's a weird one that no one would give a fuck about if it wasn't some actress. I had no idea who the fuck she was other than the show that I've heard of Smallville. Yeah. Uh, the, you know, it, it, it kind of, the, from the way you described it, it, it you know, it smells of the reeks of Scientology, but also reeks of, um, have you ever heard of Corey's angels before? Yeah. We talked about that before. Did we? Okay. Yeah. I don't fucking remember, <laughs> but it, it's, it almost sounds like that too. There is this, this underbelly, the, 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 of like Hollywood and the entertainment industry, the, these, the dregs of society. And there are these people who, you know, the stereotype of, you know, getting off the bus and following their dreams. And for a vast majority of people, that doesn't happen. So they try to hang on as much as possible. They try to be, you know, to get whatever, get in with whoever they can. They get in any way that they can. And these guys try to offer an in somehow. Yeah. And and, and really they're, the the only in they're interested in is, uh, in between her legs. Yeah. And let's, and let's face it. Some of the rags to riches stories are anything but. A lot of the Hollywood elite now, there are people, they were born into it. I remember Benjamin Owen, he was talking about uh, how uh, Ari Shafir, his father is super fucking rich. And that's how he was able to, you know, pay for his son to make it to all those editions. Amy Schumer, her her uncle is a fucking senator. And yeah, but, but fucking Chuck Schumer wasn't getting her gigs. At, as much as I just like Amy Schumer. Chuck Schumer wasn't fucking getting her gigs at, at different comedy clubs and, and shit. Yeah, probably not. But you know, she comes from money. Is I guess what I'm trying to say. And these are, these are people that, that have, I mean, they, most of the people already have a leg in somehow, whether it's financially or influentially, you know, through either influence or finance or something. And the whole raw talent shit, you know, it's not going to work unless you're going to, unless, I guess the only person who really cares about raw talent is Harvey Weinstein. Because <laughs> he's the one that would, that would, yeah, he would take them and fuck them, but also he would make them stars. He'd fuck them raw with his raw cock. His raw, yeah. stinky cock. But, and, uh, yeah, and I, now, I guess. Now that he's gone, now that he's gone, you know, it's like, well, sorry, that door is closed now. And since everyone doesn't do the casting couch any anymore, that's oh, another do. door that's closed. They totally fucking do. They they just they, they they're just being smarter about it. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> it, it's actually you know all the guys who are who are accused of rape and and sexual assault and unwanted sexual advances. You know, like Cosby was just uh, convicted and all this other crap. You know, Harvey Weinstein. There's a case to be made that he was a pretty responsible molester. He wasn't a rapist because they gave consent but uh he he was pretty responsible with his with his uh molestation and everything because he would at least hold up his side end of the bargain cheers to harvey weinstein for responsible rape <laughs> that's a that's a rape responsibility <laughs> yeah yeah uh, uh that that whole thing is is interesting but um and now we have the the me too thing is starting up again and we have tom brokaw who, who has has women uh, accusing him now, and uh, NBC News will do nothing about it because uh, they don't, you know, they have 
racist, homophobe, transphobe Joy Reid and on their staff, and they're not firing her. So uh, I think Tom Brokaw still does a special. I, I think Joy is is in a good place because she's at least the right color. I guess I, I think uh, I, I I think for should we, should we get into this? Yeah, go ahead. Okay, so just for a little context, so Joy Reid is does Morning Joy on MSNBC. She was writing a column for the Daily Beast, which has been suspended. I don't know if they're really, they'll reinstate her. They've been pretty harsh on her, whereas NBC has been fully supportive. Basically, Joy Reid used to have a blog and they found a few months ago that she said some semi homophobic things. I think the things she said were pretty benign, but for a progressive, it's like running into, you know, the Apollo theater and shouting nigger or something and throwing watermelon rhymes at people or something like that. I mean, for, you have to be, squeaky clean as a progressive it was unearthed that there were far more other transphobic uh homophobic you know from the you know, the view of the the left comments and entries first she came out and said that she was hacked the, the, these were in addition to the stuff that she initially apologized about and then she went and said that she she was hacked the wayback machine which archived her posts uh, some of them were archived by like the library of congress you know over a decade ago she was saying that she was hacked and now she's come out on her program over the weekend and said that she has no idea. She, so it doesn't look like she was hacked, but that's not her voice. She doesn't know what happened and she didn't write it, but she's sorry anyway. And then she had on a bunch of gay advocates and gay people and stuff. And yeah, they, they basically gave her a fucking pass. Uh, so NBC doesn't care. Yeah. Kind of like when, fine having, isn't that kind of like that? when Ice-T went on Bill Maher? Uh, in what respect? Well, you just, you basically, you get the, whatever minority you offended to come on your show and, and teach you a lesson. Cause when Bill oh, Maher yeah. made a, he, he basically, he told a joke and I guess he used the N word or something. No, and, it was, it was a, it wasn't even a joke. It was a quip. It was some, I think it was a Republican politician was on and they said something about the fields or something and, and Mar said, well, I'm a house nigga or something like that. It was a fast joke. It was meant to be funny. It, if you take it as a joke it, within context, it was totally fine. And then of all people, you had Ice Cube come on who has been racist and homophobic and misogynist in his career. That's how he became a millionaire who was, uh, lecturing Bill Maher about stuff. Yeah. That was and hilarious he, too. That entire segment was freaking. It was so funny because it's like the entire time I'm like, who the fuck are you to tell him that? You know, in in the biopic, the NWA biopic, uh, uh, Straight Outta Compton, character of Ice Cube played by his son. At one point, he's doing a media tour after he becomes a solo artist, and he said anti-Semitic stuff about uh, his former manager and racist, terrible shit about his former bandmates too. And in the movie, he explains, I wasn't saying those terrible things about all Jews. I was just saying it about that Jew. I mean, I would love, I mean, as a Nigerian now, I can get away with that, but as a white person, try getting away with that shit. You'll, you'll be blackballed, ironically, in, you know, two seconds. <laughs> and, um, I think that would, you're right. Uh, that's probably part of, uh, Joy Reid's tactic. But, you know, again, she's, yeah, like, it, if she's such she, enough big saying, gay dick, she'll be forgiven. She's, she's a fucking, she's saying that she's not responsible for her own words from a few years ago, but I'm, I'm willing to bet that she would still hold white people accountable for slavery, even though no white person alive, at least in America, 
probably few exceptions has ever owned a slave. <laughs> Alice and Mac. <laughs> well, she was she was just like a like a talent scout for sex slaves. A little bit different in terms of slavery. Well, I mean, kind of the same thing. She owned people, or they owed her heavily. They were indentured to her because of what she gave them as far as opportunities and stuff. Okay, well, I think that's a little bit different than legal slavery. But, um, yeah, NBC now with Tom Brokaw, and they, they seem to be standing behind him too. And uh, they just don't, you know, it's it's fine if you're not part of their ideology for them to toss stones at you and tell you how bad and racist and misogynist and rapist you are and everything else. But, uh, again, and it's... And it's the reason why leftists are losing the culture is because they can't even clean house. They can't stand up and, you know, it's, it's all monolithic groupthink. They will defend their own and they won't, won't be able to fathom that someone from their own could say shit like that. And uh, that's that, you know, bringing it back from Kanye, that that's part of the reason why his stuff is so damaging. You know, they can't defend him anymore. You know, he's this leader. He's this black cultural icon. And, and just a cultural icon in general. Now he's, he's, you know, Kanye West is doing the right thing and NBC, MSNBC again is doing the wrong thing. So fuck them and fuck Joy Reid. She's a fucking cunt. <laughs> and by the way, if I get in trouble, how about this? Joy Reid, you're a nigger cunt. First of all, I'm Nigerian, but if I get in trouble, I'll just say, that's, I'm, I've just moved on. I know I called Joy Reid a nigger cunt, but I've moved on. I've, I've changed. I've evolved. Yeah, I mean, if she it, can't be it, held responsible for her words, neither should you. Well, see, the, again, leftists want me to be held responsible or, or white people to be held responsible for things like slavery and other bullshit that has nothing to do with us. And, yeah, uh, but you're not them. white anymore. I know. I, that's why I correct myself since then. <laughs> and, uh, shit, I, I'm sorry. I was losing my, uh, oh yeah, they, you know, they, they, they uh, fuck, I, I lost my train of thought. Thanks. <laughs> oh boy but it's just the hypocrisy of leftists and leftist organizations is again on full display they would rather defend their own no matter how bad and this is why they're losing the culture this is why people said I'll take a chance on an orange president because uh, what's the alternative Hillary Clinton more of this no thanks and the leftists don't get it. They're, they're so marinated in their own bullshit and they continue to alienate liberals, independents, obviously conservatives. And it's not going to, probably not going to end well for them. They're losing culture. Yeah. And that's, and that's important. You speaking know, again, of, you have people. Yeah. Speaking of delusional, Patton Oswald was, uh, he's doing the circuit promoting his wife's dead book or something, his dead wife's book. The Golden State Killer was caught. And through, uh, well, they think he's caught. He's not been convicted. Okay. Well, they believe they have the Golden State Killer, and Patton Oswalt believes that his wife put him away from the grave. Well, he's saying that her book that I think he helped finish and get out there after she died, that that, that, that was at least in part responsible for them catching. Uh, this guy. Yeah. And totally baseless. And then the police came out later and said that there was nothing in the book that led to the arrest. On every single, uh, night show he's on, that he's coming on, that he's promoted on this book and stuff like that, they're cheering him on saying, yeah, we caught him, honey. We caught him. You didn't die for nothing. And you know, <laughs> I'm not making, I'm not making fun of suicide, but I'm kind of poking fun at him. 
is that well, she didn't kill, commit suicide. Yeah, she she totally did. She took a collection of sleeping pills, and and it was supposedly the stress of researching the Golden State Killer that led to her severely accidentally overdosing herself. I'd never heard that she she killed herself, but um, yes, that that it was like some undiagnosed issue, and there's other things in her system. But I'm I'm surprised Patton even remembered his fucking wife. I mean, her body was barely cold by the time he fucking remarried that chick who was in that bad Corey Haim movie from the late 80s. I, I forget her fucking name, but she has nice tits. No, well, uh, I mean, people heal. I'm just saying, it, that's fine that people heal. It just, it it seemed fairly rapid to uh, get remarried. Well, that's he, all. people heal really fast, like Wolverine. And he'll <laughs> tell you that himself because he's a nerd and he reads Wolverine. Well, well Patton, I, I wish would start being funny again because he's not very good. You know, if you think we're idiots when it comes to politics, he's even worse. <laughs> um, and and he, he he's a smart guy, but he spouts this leftist bullshit. And he doesn't live like a leftist. He's he lives like a responsible fiscally conservative Republican. So uh, in, so in in image, he's like he's doing what needs to he's saying what needs to be said to keep being invited to the dinner parties. I, I think he, I, I think he believes it, but I, I just, I like his comedy, and I think he's smarter. He's like the the comedian D.L. Hughley is another one. D.L. is a smart guy, and he's made some good observations, uh, you know, throughout the years. You know, that he was the one when Caitlyn Jenner, uh, came, Bruce Jenner came out as Caitlyn, you know, and they're talking about how wonderful and pretty and feminine she is, and all. And he goes, well, what about? Venus and Serena Williams. You're saying they look like men, but Caitlyn Jenner looks like this beautiful feminine flower? Are you fucking kidding me? But DL has lost his shit because of Trump, and he thinks, you know, again, everything is racist. He he, he spouts out things. He, he degrades his comedy because his facts aren't right. And that's the, probably the same thing that might happen with, with Patton. At least the stand-up I've seen isn't overtly political or dominant in terms of its uh, political speak or political views, but I, I just wish that they would smarten up. They don't have to to agree with me completely politically, but they're smarter than the positions that they've been taking. Both DL and Pat. Yeah, yeah. So it I, makes I me it makes know. me uh, feel good that his fucking wife's dead. <laughs> really want to <laughs> see that shit. So uh, well, I mean, at least he gets to at least he gets to bank off of her efforts. You know, that's that's good. Yeah, it's great be hilarious if it turned out that the Golden State State Killer had heard that she was writing the book and actually poisoned her. Hmm. That's There's a some... bit of a stretch. Or or maybe that she actually did kill herself because she's like, oh my god, this book is going nowhere and it's going to ruin me. Well, <laughs> or she, she saw fucking, she saw Patton naked. She's like, I can't take this one more <laughs> night. <laughs> I can't take this dumpy little man putting it in me one more time. Goodbye, world. I heard when when he'd come on her, he'd make her wipe it off of old comic books. Is that true? <laughs> no, he Fucking can afford them now. He can afford toilet paper. Yeah. But yeah, I, I, I like Pat. Obviously, was sad that his wife died. I just wish that he was a bit more nuanced in his political views. Yeah, I believe he's just towing the line that he's saying what needs to be, what he believes needs to be said to keep himself at the top of the of the Twitter algorithm. So you're basically thinking that he, he's just doing this in terms of ma maintaining status, that he continues to get roles or whatever. I think they all are. I think they fucking all are. 
Well, there is. We we don't know the full extent of the the non leftists in Hollywood. I know that there's a group called Friends of Abe in Hollywood that apparently had the numbers in thousands and thousands, and those are all non leftists, mostly conservative people uh, who are in the closet in Hollywood because they they don't want to compromise or they 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 have these views, but at the same time they want to pay their rent, they want to you know move forward on their dreams. Yeah, and it sucks that people have to do that, that they have to be in the closet about their beliefs. Well, the irony. Yeah. You would you would think that, you know, with all of the bullshit, you know, Hollywood supposedly and justice Hollywood stands for, you'd think, you know, they they want diversity except for thought. That's the biggest problem with leftists. They were one of the bigger problems with leftists. They talk about diversity, but diversity to them would just be you know, if there's ten white guys, get rid of nine of them with with uh, nine black guys, and that that's diversity to them. Then, you know, or, or whatever, you know, or, or skin color or or genitalia, that's diversity. When really real diversity, the diversity that should count, is that of your thoughts, and they just don't have it right now, and uh, they might not, you know, or, or at least overtly have it, and it sucks that we have to. That there has to be fragmentation like this that we can't just fucking get along because, you know, being liberal or leftist in the workplace in particular, especially if you're on a coast, which I, you know, I worked in New York, you know, you have to, you either have to not give a fuck about being employed, which I've also done in New York, or, you know, you hide your views because, you know, you don't want to be labeled as racist or, or something, you know, that ability to pay your rent or pay your mortgage or you know, whatever else is important to live. So it is a balancing act. And, yeah, and it, you know, and it really shouldn't have to be that because, you know, because I believe there needs to be a, a cultural separation between what people say on social media and their fucking jobs. Like, no one should lose their jobs because they, they talk shit online, especially because, you know, anything that's on social media, you're subjecting yourself to it. It's not being forced upon you. You're subjecting yourself to it. So everyone should take responsibility for being offended for stuff because they're the ones that seeked it out and put it in their own face. I mean, because let's be honest here. If if someone says, you know, I, I don't like this or I don't support this candidate, that has nothing to do with how good they can flip a burger or or them picking up trash, you know, on their, on their rounds. It had one thing doesn't have anything to do with the other and it it's really a lot of crap that that people well, you, try to try to in a in a way in a way to pressure people into saying how dare you disagree with me you better not disagree with me they try to hold that financial chokehold on them social financial blackmail you know that like if you don't play nice or if you don't play by my rules you're not going to play at all yeah and and really if there was an industry that was suppressing gays or suppressing a progressive group that, that, you know, they, they claim has some sort of victim status, they would be on the streets protesting and everything else. Um, so they're hypocrites. And again, this is the, these, this hypocrisy, this so, and it's so easy to point out too, is why they continue to lose. That's why we have Kanye West now. That's why we have Chance the Rapper. That's why we have all sorts of other people retweeting Kanye's stuff because they are sick of this leftist bullshit. And even, you know, liberals are either like Dave Rubin is throwing away the the label 
or they, they, they laugh at the stuff. They can't, you know, people are uniformly fucking sick and tired of this crap. But unfortunately, there are powerful institutions that still push it, like, like the college campuses and everything else. Yeah. And Starbucks. And Starbucks. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Which you is, know, I will, I really never liked their coffee anyway, but I, if I can help it, I will never step foot into a fucking Starbucks again. Yeah. When, whenever I would go to Starbucks, I would buy the cheapest thing, you know, just to validate me being in there so I could use the Wi Fi and power my laptop and, you know, have someplace different to sit. But now I don't even have to do that anymore. I can just go in there and loiter because they've changed their policies. Or at least they've said, you know, you don't have to buy anything to come into Starbucks. Well, I guess I'll start loitering there. Well, the, the biggest issue with this story, besides the fact that, you know, the, the, the issue in Philly, the, the manager who called the cops was a, was a social justice warrior and everything. She's gotten just fucked out of this because she was doing her job. And the, the biggest issue with, uh, with Starbucks is the solution that they're going for. So you know how they're gonna they're gonna uh, close Starbucks and all their their employees are going to undergo training. Do you know what t- type of training it is? Uh, don't upset the blacks. Well, it's, it's called implic- implicit bias training. <laughs> implicit bias is shit. That basically, what they're they're saying is that people are racist subconsciously and they don't even know it. So you take this test, and oh, God. it's like a it's it's an image and word association test. So like. If you're slower to associate black man with good and quicker with black man or rather white man with good, that means that you're racist. According to this test, the problem is one, those tests are not admissible in court. Two, you usually cannot replicate the results. So you could take the test five times and you might get five different answers. And that's usually what happens or five different results. And that's usually what happens. It's a flawed test. It's a bullshit thing. And all they're doing, this is all for PR, you know, social justice dick swinging. And, and that's all it is. The, 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 uh, the, the CEO of Starbucks, remember they, they had that great idea a couple of years ago to have the baristas talk about, uh, racial issues with people. Because that's, you know, where I want to talk about racial shit is, uh, in the middle of a fucking Starbucks. They've been doing this, this virtue signaling crap for a million years. Uh, this isn't going to change anything. If anything, it's going to fuck up a bunch of baristas, a bunch of dumb white kids in particular who, you know, you're going to have experts, so-called experts that Starbucks hires. And I'm going to go, you know what? Sorry, uh, sorry, Chris, but you, you know what? You're racist. And it's going to fuck people up because they don't understand what they're doing, what they're taking or how flawed it is. So really what Starbucks is doing is dangerous and all their baristas should just find another fucking coffee shop. I mean, really. You're not getting paid shit anywhere. Anyway, you're not getting paid there anyway. Find something else because Starbucks is fucking garbage and I will never, you know, like I said, if I'm in some third world shithole country, I need a coffee and there's a Starbucks on my way to the fucking airport and I'm in a rush, maybe I'll fucking do that if I totally fucking have to. But as a rule, I will be boycotting fucking Starbucks. So fuck Starbucks, fuck social justice warriors, fuck leftists. Uh, they can all eat my shit. And, uh, you know, Kanye, I hope, hope you, uh, lead the way. Yeah. He's Alfie totally wins. listening to this podcast. I hope so. <laughs> I definitely jerked off to your wife. <laughs> <laughs> so. Yeah. Yeah. I'm per, I'm pretty sure several people could on her big ass. Yeah. Her big fake ass. She looks like a tranny kind of, you know, 
Yeah, does. and that's a compliment. <laughs> yes. Because if you don't think so, you're a racist. Urgh. She looks like one of those like one percent of the glamour trannies who are like actually good looking, versus the other ninety nine percent that look like fucking linebackers and fucking dresses. So hmm. kudos, kudos to being a passing. Probably learned it from your stepdad. Yeah, probably. I mean, think about it. Like her, the, the the father figures in her life. Her real dad hid the OJ murder weapon, more than likely, and then her stepdad is a tranny. It's, it's amazing. Just stop with the dads. Yeah, but he's so stunning and brave. Yeah, thank thank God people got tired of that bullshit. Hmm. No, he he's a better woman than any woman has ever been. Why? Because he can't get his period. <laughs> I suppose so. So, anyways, let's go ahead and yeah, let's just go ahead and wrap that up. I'll bring up Billy Mitchell in the next episode. But the, the, you know what? Uh, for the next episode too, the Rachel Doljal documentary just went on Netflix. I was listening to some of it yesterday. It's fucking unreal. She takes no. She's a. She is a psychopath. She takes no responsibility for anything, any problem in her fucking life. No, really. I'm going to have to watch that, and then you and me can come back and do a review on that. That would be a lot of fun. The Rachel Divide. <laughs> uh, that's what it's called on Netflix? Yes, The Rachel Divide. All right. Everybody go watch that and tell me what you think, and I'm going to watch it myself, and I'll tell you what I think the next time Rob comes on. So you guys it have comes fun. on Chris's face. Shut the fuck up. Go vape your pen. Pretend it's my car. Yeah, it's it's small and thin. The only thing that's small and thin on you. <laughs> oh, God, I'm going to kick your ass. Good night, kids. All right, kids. See you later. Except for Alfie Evans, you're dead. To email the show, write to conspire a theory, all one word, conspire a theory at outlook.com. Music provided by Killer. Find her at soundcloud.com backslash Kira Kura. If you want to find me around the internet and maybe commission me for some artwork, a few good places to find me would be at DeviantArt. You can find me there at chrisholm.deviantart.com. That's chris, C-H-R-I-S-H-O-L-M dot deviantart.com. I can also be found on Tumblr at psychris.tumblr.com. That's P-S-Y dash C-H-R-I-S dot Tumblr, T-U-M-B-L-R dot com. I could also be found on Fur Affinity. You could find me on furaffinity.net slash user slash Psychris, P-S-Y-C-H-R-I-S backslash. If you'd like to connect with me on Facebook, I'm available at Facebook backslash Chris Home Comics. You could also find me on Twitter at PsychoChris. Be sure to find me, check out some of my art, and if you'd like, tell me some of your stories.